Looking for a way to reduce your carbon footprint and make a positive impact on the environment? Look no further than Lightfoot Company. Our refillery and sustainable home goods store in Savannah, Georgia is dedicated to helping you reduce your use of plastic and single-use products. From reusable water bottles and bags to bulk eco-friendly cleaning products and personal care items, we have everything you need to live a more sustainable lifestyle. Plus, our friendly staff and knowledgeable staff is always available to help you make informed choices and find products that are right for you. So why wait? Visit Lightfoot Company today and start making a difference. Before we start this episode, I want to give a big shout out to Zipster, local web people who help entrepreneurs and artists make kick-ass websites and get found online. Visit Zipster.com to find out more information. And on to the episode. This is Connor Oster, and you're listening to the Free Pizza Podcast. Free Pizza, your platform for creatives, and today we have a very, very special guest, and also welcome to 2024. I haven't done one yet this year. <laughs> and I got the Caroline Rose in here. I think you're kind of one of the ones, one of the people I met first when I visited for the first time. I visited back, not last March, the March before last. I visited mm-hmm. Sky. I was doing a photo shoot with uh, Sky. That's why I was here. And um, I met you because obviously you know Madden Riverside, all the great people there. Yeah. I think you were one of the first people I met, actually. Yeah. 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 So yeah. This is what well, I'm... what an honor. Yo, and look at you a... go now. Yeah. And now I'm here. <laughs> and now like... I've worked with you. I've done some screen printing with you. I know. I've seen you around town everywhere. It's beautiful. It's exciting. I yeah. think that Savannah Savannah looks good on you in a lot of oh, ways. I really like it. Yeah. You know, and my it... one year anniversary is like in the month literally yeah that's awesome yeah, yeah. you know I, I think it looks good on you i remember before you were talking about and you were thinking about moving down here and everything and i was like come on <laughs> <laughs> you were i remember yeah i was like you'd be yeah. so much fun to hang out with like i'm so here for it so yeah so yeah. i'm glad i'm glad that it worked out and you're here absolutely yeah. i'm glad you're here doing this with I me know. This, this makes sense to start a year off with i think is a savannah legend Oh goodness! Oh my gosh! <laughs> it's probably obviously got to see your work all over, you know. Oh. So I'm, I mean, I remember actually when my first when I saw first when I first saw some of your pieces is the um, direction arrows you have. Oh over yes. at the Starling Yard mm-hmm. area. It's like Caroline made those. I was like, who was Caroline? That <laughs> I, I, I made some of them. Mar- yeah. Marguerite, who is one of the owners of Super Bloom. Um, I think that was like kind of her brainchild. And so okay. obviously I did the ones for the shops that I work in. Yeah. And then a couple of the other businesses reached out and be like, Hey, will you do ours? <laughs> and I'm like, like, yeah, yeah sure. Guess. Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah. Yes. Why not? But yeah, I've been, been a little bit of everywhere around Savannah, yeah. specifically in the Starland district. Yeah. Um, golly. Yeah. I've, I've worked, I've worked at a lot of different places yeah. <laughs> and done a bunch. So which yeah. is cool. We'll yeah. let me touch on a couple of those places. I'm sure those are very, uh, uh, vital to your journey as an artist so. oh my gosh yeah absolutely okay so you said you're a professional pillar which we'll get to that in a minute we got a icebreaker question icebreaker yes okay yes so ask ask the icebreaker question and we'll get to it what is one fear you would like to conquer Ooh. that's it mean this is like i chose the one that seemed less deep for some but but, but yeah. fear is a pretty deep one um, I, this is going to sound kind of like on the surface, but, uh, spiders, I think is a big one. You're afraid of spiders. I'm very afraid of spiders. Um, okay. I 
you know, I have so much respect for them and our <laughs> ecosystem. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that they are really fascinating, but I am terrified of them. Like, Fair. this Fair. it's the way that they move, arachnids in general, because, like, crabs move the same. I'm also, like, yeah, I just, they freak me out. They Fair. totally freak me out, and I want to get over that, so I just don't immediately want to squish them. Oh, I'm with it. So if you even have, if you're outside, do you squish them? Um, no, no. If as long as they're not like in my space, and even if they are, I usually just go get my partner, and just, I'm just like, will you come take care of this? Save it, save it if possible, but if not. But if I'm at home by myself and it's, it's, it's yeah, it's, it's done. It's, it's done. So, it's um, I've grown a lot though. Um, I don't, I don't smush the little, the little black jumpy ones don't mm. scare me as bad anymore. So I'll, I'll get a cup and I'll, and I'll, and I'll take them bad boys outside. But if it's an ambiguous brown spider, absolutely not. No. Yeah. 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 That's fair. I've not seen a brown one before in person. Yeah. So. I've gotten bit by a brown one. Oh God. You just and, with them? No, no, it wasn't that bad. They can they can totally vary in the degree oh, of like okay. necrosy. Ne- I don't know, skin rotting. Right. So some of them can be really bad and some of them are not that skin bad. Skin rotting. <laughs> Which that's what they do. Yeah. That's what their venom does. Fair enough, fair enough. So but that's okay. probably it. Yeah. Okay. I kinda conquered one of mine moving here because I was so scared to move. Oh yeah. But I want to think of something else that's more that's still a scary thing for was me. that um, your first time ever moving like away from home, home? yeah yeah oh, that I is up, big i grew yeah. up on high point and greensboro is only like 30 minutes away uh-huh. so it's not really like a move totally you know but like leaving the state was just like when i first left i was like what am i doing well we have that in common because i grew up in north carolina yes and savannah was my my big jump too yeah. so yeah it was awesome yeah but yeah it, at first it was weird but luckily i had sky mckenzie and our kind of oh, yeah. you and other people and i was and i was fine yeah um but now i know that can move anywhere it'd be okay yeah you'll yeah. be fine you'll meet people yeah you'll have a support system before you know it yeah. and also with technology and like the level of communication you know, if you put the effort in, you can really still feel at home anywhere, I think. So. That's, that's right. That's right. <laughs> okay. Let me think of a fear. And I, I mean, I don't have a fear of heights, but it makes me really nervous. But it's a weird, like a weird adrenaline thing, too, because I love being up there and like feeling okay. like have that feeling of, because <laughs> I want to like skydive and shit, you know? Yeah, like, I want to do, do that, but I'm like terrified of like this. Oh man, it's weird. Yeah, um, are you claustrophobic or no, anything? No, not really. I mean, no, I'm not. No, no. So maybe it's like a fear of falling. Not it fear is fear of, heights. of falling. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, like that gut feeling of like my parachute open. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because <laughs> like, I used to be scared of like there's a thing about drop. You've been killing um, uh, Carowinds. You've been to Carowinds. Uh huh. Oh yeah. So drop zone. Yep. It took me years to ride that. Yeah. Like, just a straight drop. Oh, God. I'm, like, sweating thinking about it exactly. right now. Exactly. Yeah. I am, too. But I do yeah. it because it's a weird thing. I love it. But it's Ooh. like, ugh, hit that click. I'm like, ah. <laughs> so, I think that's why they designed those that way, yeah, though, right? 110%. Or so. the, what's the one at Disney World, the Haunted Mansion one? I don't know. There's one like that. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't been there in a long time. Yeah, same. Yeah. But I won't say, I'm, ah, it's weird to say heights, but it's, like, kind of falling on, though. Fear of falling? I don't know. I think heights is like I don't know. So if you if you're driving like in the mountains, right? If you're visiting in the mountains yeah. and you're up in them hills around those up rows that don't have uh like guards on them, but mm-hmm. they're still really curvy, they're like hairpin turns, do you get scared then? 
I get very nervous, yes. Okay, yeah. Because Asheville's kind of like that. Yeah, there's, when yeah. You're winding around, especially uh-huh. at night. Oh my God, no. Yeah. I, I've done a lot of turn and burns there, going to like shows up there mm-hmm. at Orange Peel and stuff. Where I'll go and come back when I was living in North Carolina, and um, dude, that night it was always so sketchy. Yeah. 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 No, that because that that I don't consider myself to have a fear of heights, but like, and I love the mountains, but that's some of those moments I gotta like put my head in between my knees and just, just like, like go up, drive slow. Yeah. Don't you take one wrong turn, you can't turn around, yeah. and then you're just stuck on that same road for like 45 miles. Absolutely. In the dark. In the dark. In the rain. And there, they don't mention the rain <laughs> when it snows there. I'm people do that in the snow. Like, yeah. that's insane. I've experienced, like, me, yeah, I, me and my partner, we went on a trip up there and we took one wrong turn, had no turnarounds <laughs> um, for like what seemed like a, a hundred miles, but I'm sure in retrospect it was maybe only like 15. But because the turns were so drastic, yeah. it took forever. And. If somebody with like a wide trailer had came around a corner, like that's it, we would have been dead. We would have fallen off the mountain. Exactly. And she's like, "You can't fall off mountains." I'm like, "Yes, you can." Yes, you can. Thank you. You absolutely can. People do it all the time. I don't think about it. Now I'm sweating. I think I, you should go skydiving. I think that would be fun. Yeah, when I do it, I'll call you. Okay. Right I go with after you. After I get down, you would do it. I would do it. Yeah, I'd go. I'll try anything once, just about. Yeah. Okay, we, we might deposit with a summer. Yeah, I'm here for it. Totally. Okay. I mean, that's one of those things, if you try it once, if you don't succeed, you don't really get to try it again. Don't so. get to try it again. So, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what happens. I guess we'll do it together. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, so let's get to some art, because I'm so excited to talk about everything you do. You say you're a professional uh, piddler. Piddler. You do a lot of things. I mean, I've seen your murals on buildings. I've seen the illustrations you've done. You recently did a hedgehog. Oh, that, yeah. That was really freaking cool. Mm-hmm. We're, we're kind of recent. That was recent, wasn't it? Which one? There was a hedgehog. It was like a, I don't know, you, like some kind of little small painting you did with a very long. Oh, there's probably a collage. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, okay, yeah I, I did collage. a whole series of those. Yeah. Like you, collage work as well. Screen printing. Uh huh. Literally everything. I do. Yeah. Everything. So, yes. <laughs> so, we're going to try to narrow this down and to get to the highlights and just kind of get a good overview of everything yeah. you do. Um, but I want to talk about where you're from, North Carolina. Let's go start there and just, sure. just move on. Um, very small town, central North Carolina. Um, I always like to say I grew up on the poor side of Orange County because Chapel Hill is technically in the same county. Yeah. Um, but my little town, one stoplight, like less than a thousand people when I left. Um, so I, you know, obviously I wanted to get out. Of course, that's a very small area. <laughs> so I was always, you know, I was always a really big nerd. I could, I could have really probably gone to school for just about anything, yeah. honestly. I had really good grades. I was in sports and clubs. Everything. Everything. Like I started like a peace club at my school, high I school. I peace clubs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> played soccer, worked a job at, at a soccer company. Yep volunteered so i did i just i did everything but you know so um getting out of that small town was probably like my number one yeah yeah goal, though yeah um, where, where'd you where the interest in art come from was it there or was it later um i mean i think i've always been kind of a weirdo in a way and i mean that in like a really loving way i don't mean that in a bad way but like i think i was always uh just really imaginative like no. i used to make up stories a lot when i was a kid yeah 
Like, I guess I told my grandpa one time that my two dogs had been eaten by a bear. And, like, he got on the back on the phone with my mom. And my mom was like, the dogs are fine. What are you are talking right about? There. But I think I just, like, really, it was just naturally kind of creative. And just storytelling. Yeah. And so, I mean, my mom was a creative, is, is a creative person, too. She dabbles. And same thing with, same thing with my dad. Um I don't know. Yeah, I think I think it was just so a little bit of everything when you were younger. Crafting, always. storytelling, just yep. whatever. Played a it. lot outside. We were kind of like do it. country latchkey kids in a lot of ways. That'll so do um just yeah, I spent a lot of time outside. I grew up in a beautiful part of North Carolina on a couple acres of land on a <sighs> you know, the Eno River Basin, my cousin next door, a couple bikes. So we used to just you know, yeah. kind of just tear it up in the woods all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so we find stuff illustrating and like doing stuff like that yeah. when you're younger, just like drawing pictures in like school or at home or all of, all of the above. I oh, think wow. yeah. I think I always wanted to draw. Um, I can specifically like some of my first memories of drawing specifically were was like my my dad. My dad would like sit down and oh, like I like that show me like. Like, there would be a blank piece of paper, and he would just kind of, like, sketch something out from his brain. And I remember just being kind of, like, awestruck the fact that you start it with something blank, and you mm-hmm. can just make your brain think of it, and you can draw it. And that was always, like, like yeah, mine. It was nuts. I was like, how do you do that? I can, So I think I just yeah. wanted to learn how to do that, and, like, whether or not it was representational. And then I think, like, in elementary school, I got more into, like, a little bit of like anime and manga and that kind of thing. Anime's huge, yeah. Yeah, a lot and of and like started copying a lot of those things I was seeing and yes. like and of course middle school like I had to be the most extra kid in art class. Like I had to bring my own watercolors, like the ones at the school were like not the vibe. Trash. And they were trash. <laughs> <laughs> and like I, stuff like that. Like, I don't I don't know. I was just always extra when yeah. it came to that kind of stuff. I was I like, that. yeah. No, yeah, that's just you developing your passion for it. Make sure you have the quality equipment. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I love that. There's nothing wrong with that at all. So, did your dad see you kind of, like, go in that direction and kind of nurtured that? Or did... I think both of my parents knew that was going to be a path for me. Um, uh, I mean, you know, when when you're 13 and a and a, a chick in the country and like you're a little more quote unquote alternative yeah. than a lot of people, yeah. um, so to speak. Like FFA was really big at my school. Art <laughs> club was not. Yeah, America, let's yeah. Go. yeah. <laughs> Which looking back on it now, like I kind of <laughs> wish I'd had the opportunity to balance some of those skills out because now looking at my life now, that is. But I actually had attempted to take a couple of classes. In high school, but I literally kind of got told that because I was a girl, I couldn't do you it. Couldn't do it, yeah. Yeah, Still they wouldn't. Yeah, they wouldn't let me take welding. They yep. wouldn't let me because t- I was in the wrong semester. It was summer. They're like, "Well, you're gonna wear shorts, and you're a girl." And I'm like, "Who wears shorts in a welding class? I'm not yeah, gonna like do that." Literally not safe. <laughs> so it was still, yeah. So even being that's why I say like Orange County, like being so close to Chapel Hill, it's only 15 minutes down the street, but no. it was still very, very different. Yes. area i love that i've yeah. never knew anyone lived in that area i know a lot of people live in chapel hill and garner and stuff like that yeah. but never where, where it's beautiful from. i mean i had a really i'm not like i had a grand childhood like I, cool. I can't complain but yeah. like you know a lot of kids did end up going to like duke unc chapel hill yep. nc state. state like both my sisters are in the medical field like yeah. yeah my mom worked at duke forever so it's like 
That's freaking cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, much of your stories actually coming back to me because when we were screen printing, you told me about your life mm-hmm. more over. Oh, like, yeah. We did have a really good talk Yeah, then. we talked yeah. about a lot of this stuff. Now it's like resurfacing. And now I'm like, oh, I remember this. Yeah. yeah. This is cool. Um, so, yeah. So, I guess you going into the college, mm-hmm. where did you end up going and why? Um, I went to SCAD, Santa College of Art and Design, um, because I had, I don't know, there was like a rep that had came down and talked to my high school and there wasn't really any other options on the table for me. Like I wasn't, I really wasn't super stressed about college because I could have gotten in anywhere. And I know that sounds really like to stay just, but like I worked really hard and you know, really put forth a lot of effort into what I want. I'd like, I had a dream. Um, yeah. and I actually, even before applying to SCAD, I had actually gotten denied twice from North Carolina school of the arts and, and Winston Salem. Winston Salem. Ah, that's where they right turned me, me down twice um, really? for the high school program. Yeah. And I was devastated. Oh my God. I was Ugh. devastated for, for, cause I, it's like a junior senior year program. Yeah. And the, the interview process was really grueling. It's like a bunch of hours. And my sister took me up there. I remember. And, I'd actually like emailed them and tried to reach out to be like, hey, can I just get some feedback on my portfolio? Like, I really think that this is what I want to go to college for. Mm -hmm. And they never got back to me. And so my guidance counselor actually faxed them a copy of my scholarship letter from SCAD <laughs> when I got in and I got all of my assistance because she yeah. just looks like a big fuck you guys. It's like, hey, by the way, we're going to one of the best art schools yeah. in the country. For, for free. Like, yeah. so like what's up? So exactly. And I, I think I did apply really, really early and that's why I, I got a lot of, um, scholarships and grants that's for amazing. academics. So it's phenomenal. I only had to pay for my, um, my housing and my books and, and all that stuff, which was still that's really it. expensive. I say it's super, but it's yeah. still compared to not having the assistance. Absolutely. Yeah. Dude. Oh my God. I mean, great connections to get through SCAD. I'm not, I'm all for it, but my God is expensive. Oh my God. Yeah. It's <laughs> insane. I can't, I, I can't imagine. Like yeah. I don't, it would not have been an option for my family or me had I not had all that assistance. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah. world but you know very thankful for my mom she worked really really hard all of her life um like i mentioned at duke and worked her way up in that and so duke actually gave me a grant for part of my college and then scout gave me the rest for my tuition so no way mm-hmm. that's freaking dumb yeah it was sick okay. well, <laughs> so see but so at that point in time what were you mostly focusing on as far as the medium um, I was still drawing a lot. Drawing, um, okay. Pen and ink was like kind of my mo for a really long time. Even yeah. before college, I was super into like ink wash and lots of texture making. I was really into like the old German etching styles because um, I was still in kind of like my my creep my creepy phase, yeah, so to speak. Like um, style. Yeah, um, work, a lot yeah. of the like I don't know like Arthur Rackham's work was just really mm-hmm. fascinating to me. Um, I forget the illustrator's name, but there was another one who who illustrated like uh, for Oscar Wilde that I just fell in love with. So it was it was like a lot of fantasy stuff, but it was fantasy that was in this like kind of like grotesque way of implementing it, like lots yeah. of sharp angles, lots of like high high contrast, and um, and so yeah. And then when I came to SCAD, I just like dove right into whatever they gave me. I was. I was stoked. I didn't care. Oh, you didn't care. You I just like, I'm here to work. I got online and would look up the hardest professors and I would take the hardest professors. You, that's some Caroline <laughs> shit. I swear <laughs> to God, that does not even surprise me. It shouldn't. I signed up for 8 a.m. classes and the hardest professors I could find for my foundation. Conquered. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So yeah, give us, give us a rundown of how that was. I mean, even coming to Savannah. 
thought different from where you I, came from? Like, were you shocked? I cried the whole first week I, I moved down oh. here. The whole first week, <laughs> yes. I was like, this city's going to eat me alive. I'm never going to make any friends. Because I had friends at home that were yeah. staying. Or they were going to college locally. And, like, I liked my country bumpkin life. Mm. I liked my country friends. And I still do. Like, and... But I just, I thought the city was going to eat me alive. Like, Fair. I had never been anywhere big before. I'd actually, I didn't even go to, like, New York City or above the Mason-Dixon line until I was well into my 20s. Really? I think I was, like, 26 or 27 before I ever even went up north or anything like that. Wow. Um, I was so just focused on school and just, like, getting getting it in there and, like... Yeah. I had one shot, so. Um, but yeah. by the by the end of like the first two weeks, I was fine. You met your like homies. I called my mom and I was like, I found the people and yeah. like and and I just it was great. I finally had found people and there's some that I'm still really good friends with that I met in like my first week at, at SCAD, which That's is crazy, freaking amazing. Yeah, there's a lot of people who I met who are older just through via other friends here that who went to SCAD and still here and they're still thriving. Mm -hmm. They're still they talk very highly of. The program, and yeah. they're still in the community. That's freaking awesome. Yeah. I stuck around because, I mean, I didn't have, I had, you know, because I, I was in scholarship. I didn't have any loans I had to pay off. I had a good job. I knew the living price. Like, I knew what it cost to live here. Um, mm -hmm. I was hell-bent on not asking my parents for any any money. Yes, I didn't want to ask anybody for any money. Yeah. So I got a roommate and I started serving tables and doing a whole bunch of creative jobs on the side and just hustled to the best of my ability. Mm -hmm. um, and, and yeah. Hell yeah. And this is, was that post-SCAD or during SCAD? Both. Okay. I think, I mean, I was freelancing as, as early as my freshman year at SCAD oh, for some things. You were already just mm -hmm. illustrating stuff for other people. Yeah, mostly for um, like nonprofits because being in school, Dope. I wanted to kind of get in with that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And then I was also like working at like American Eagle. <laughs> yeah. Yo, shout out to American Eagle. And, that, was, that was a sign of the times right there. Um. And then, I, I don't know how, how, we'll get to this, I'm sure, I don't know the natural progression, but I, I worked at American Eagle to like help pay my rent and my, my bills and everything like that. Um, and then I got the, a job at the airbrush kiosk oh, in the mall. Interesting. The <laughs> old one in Oglethorpe? The old one in Oglethorpe. It's not there anymore. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, get, we'll come back to that in a second. I'm yeah. going to talk about SCAD, just your time in SCAD. Mm -hmm. um, just, and obviously... Maybe the ups and downs of the programs. Obviously, you kind of concentrated sure. on something specific. So I want to hear about your concentration. Yeah. And just, and we can go from there. Um, so I was really into illustration. I didn't even know that that major existed. Oh, so do you really when just I started. went through illustration the whole? Yeah, the whole did, way. Okay, perfect. Well, I didn't know it was even an option. Like, I kind of went through my foundations thinking I was, I really thought I was going to go into graphic design or advertising. That's what I was. Because logically, yeah. that made the most sense mm -hmm. to make money. And yeah. like, I'm a you know, I, I came from a place that's like, you got to be able to make money, Caroline. Like, okay. Yeah. I, yeah. I got, I got that. Mm -hmm. I'm like, but the idea of working behind a computer constantly just gave me the ick. Fair. And I was yes. like, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so, and I also really, I always loved to read and I always loved to write. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that that was just like an aha moment when I was probably like one of my first drawing professors was just like, you know this sounds like this is for you and this i was like cool yeah so that's what i did um got you know had a lot of ups and downs obviously but that's with anything in life i learned so much i had some really great professors had some not so great professors yeah, it goes. um 
And at, towards the end of college, because I came in with a lot of AP credits. And so Perfect. I was able to actually play a little bit with some other things. I was really, cro like, really close to like having a painting minor, having a drawing minor. Um, but I actually got into printmaking at the end of it. And that was like a total game changer Love for me. It. Printmaking, yes. Yeah. So my senior year, I had Deb Odin, um, wonderful professor. Honestly, like she really was super encouraging even though i was i really i had just entered the printmaking department and it was my last year of college and i was like damn it yes, <laughs> i was I like had i known i would have probably had that as a major and oh, you did I yeah i totally would have done printmaking what about printmaking i guess gets you excited What's it? What's it? I think it's like just the problem solving of yeah. it. I think that you just have, I mean, you came out and screen printed yeah, one day and I that's did. just one form of printmaking. Yeah. Um, I really think it was just the problem solving and just that it's so, it's so satisfying. Yeah. It's so satisfying. <laughs> um, specifically, I love relief printmaking. Um, you don't really know what you're going to get until you go to print, print it after you've spent all these hours and hours and hours carving things. You don't, and then, just the the possibilities of it are really really cool the history is really cool um yeah, that's cool. Is what would be lithograph? Is that a, a form of? Yes, lithograph yes. is like the stone. You you kind of etch into stone yes. and then you would grind it down. Love it. Um, Love because it. I didn't really start taking printmaking classes till the end. I actually never got to take a lithography or an etching uh, class. Yeah, I had a lot. I made a lot of really cool friends in that department that were doing those things. So I kind of would like go and like geek on them and, and watch them work and. And it was really, really cool. The the, the litho stones, they're they're fucking they're huge. Like I can't imagine if they're you down. were to have to like carry that back and forth. Back and forth. Like oh. golly. Like you think like you complain about your, your book bag in high school being so heavy from all your textbooks or whatever. Like that's nothing in Dude. comparison to anybody who had to carry around their litho stones. That's insane. Which I don't, yeah. I don't think they actually lo would let you do that because I'm pretty sure those are like crazy expensive. But oh, I don't, I don't want to ask how much those things are. I don't, yeah. Jesus. Or the grinders or <sighs> honestly, the presses are probably the most expensive thing because that's like, that was the big deal. Once I got out of, after I graduated, I think I had six months that I could use the print studio still. Yeah. And I did, I went in and I did a whole series, um, in that short amount of time. Cause I was also trying to work my butt off. Um, but after that, it was just like, well, shit, now what do I do? Yeah. I don't have this huge $10,000 press to make a cool edition of. But I still, I did stuff by hand a lot. Yeah, so absolutely. And I was, I was going to ask, because obviously you can go do ceramics at a party studio. Like, mm -hmm. if someone wanted to do lithographs outside of a school setting, like, is there a place like, um, like a ceramic studio that you can do lithographs at? Or is that kind of not a thing? I'm not aware of one in Savannah. Um, a lot of those printmaking techniques, they're kind of like, they're kind of like developing film or like being a photographer. Like you need certain chemicals to do some of the etching. Mm, yeah. um, you need like certain bathing stations or washing stations. Um, a lot of the inks are like oil based. So there's lots of cleanup involved with that. So mm. I'm not familiar with it. One of my like big, big dreams was going to be to open a print studio here that had like relief printmaking stations, um, etching and lithography. But yeah. honestly just and and somebody did i think a while ago try to try to do that in savannah and i don't think it lasted very long unfortunately <laughs> but it's expensive Dang. it's it's just yeah. a startup alone is expensive thousands so. and thousands of dollars that, yeah 
we don't have. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's crazy. But you can actually now you can buy really good like four hundred dollar small tabletop presses. Oh really? Mm-hmm, that okay. are that are really really high quality, like the Woodzilla one. Yeah. Um, and you so you can do up to like eight by tens on those, but so there's still options. Yeah, yeah. Thank goodness for that. <laughs> My gosh. Did you find yourself, did you honing your your style more think at SCAD or has it, is it kind of still developing? I just, <clears throat> I really don't think I've ever had a style. Yeah, I don't think you do either. I think it was not a bad thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, you you would think that, but in an illustration department, it was totally a bad thing. Oh, they, do, they want you to They want in. you to have a style. They want you to pick out one thing, one direction. Oh, um, okay. I was told, you know, my work was a little too dark. I would never get hired. Um, God, yeah absolutely dude. they like some of them are really brute like ruthless Ooh. um as far as, but i just i think just the kind of person i am i always like to learn i like i think i'm i'm truly addicted to learning things when it comes to that so they would teach you this material and i would be like okay i'm gonna work in this material for like three months and then i'd learn something new and then i would switch to that yeah. and then i started you know then i learned how to do digital painting and then i did that for a little bit and like so I also never wanted to box myself in because in my opinion, where I'm standing at, especially now in my life, is somebody can come to me with a project and because I've never boxed myself into a style, I can probably figure it out. Yeah, you can like, do it. If I'm not your huckleberry, that's just because it's either a material I really don't want to mess with or... I, I don't know. It's I've turned on very few projects. Yeah, you just take everything off. <laughs> My God, it makes sense. You're usually always doing something. Yeah, I'll fake it till I make it. I'll learn how to do <laughs> it. <laughs> so I will take your money. Don't worry. I'll yeah, it out. maybe not sewing. Like I'm not good with sewing Definitely or like not. 3D stuff or like I don't know. But pen and ink or yeah. paint on on, on wall or canvas, we can figure that out. I like book binding, but. Oh, that's, that's a very fun. cool skill. Yeah, that's bookbinding and printmaking kind of go hand in hand, to oh. hand because you have to learn a lot about paper and pressure yeah. and acidity and right, right, all that right. stuff. So okay, yeah. okay. Well, damn. So you're honing your skills at SCAD. Mm-hmm. Graduated. Yep. What year? Uh, 2012. 2012, and then after that. <laughs> It feels like a long time I ago. I just cannot. <laughs> Can I? It feels so long ago. <laughs> it does, but it doesn't. Like I don't. I don't know. I. I. I wouldn't go back. I like. I mean, I would go back to school if you if it were for free. But like being in my thirties, I would. You couldn't pay me to go back to my twenties. Oh really? You're like, no. oh, I'm good. Having three roommates and like one bathroom and just I, no, no. Mm-mm. That's fair. That's very fair. So lifestyle. So good on that. You yeah. lived that life. I did. <laughs> Love it. And it was. It. I mean, you know, it yeah. was. It's college. Yeah. But we all been there. I learned a lot. Yeah. And that's good for your growth. Yeah. <laughs> Don't want to repeat it if I can help it. <laughs> so after 2012, you graduated. Did you go right into it? Was this where the Abercrombie, like, airbrush American station Eagle. thing? American Eagle. Yeah. American Eagle. This is where that kind of started after that? Yeah. I had already been working at American Eagle for a while. Um, and then the airbrush kiosk was right outside of it. <laughs> I remember in those be- in the mall. Yeah. It was in between the Barnes & Noble. Yeah. And American Eagle, and they put out a hiring sign. This was back before Smart, like, once again, I'm showing my age, but, like, they just had a sign. I'm now hiring, so I interviewed. And they were, like, they I was still in college. They put up a T-shirt, and they were, like, do SpongeBob. And I'd never touched an airbrush before. I'd never done anything. <laughs> and so I was, like, okay. Like, okay. And the lady who taught me, or at least was there during my interview, um, her name was Beth 
shout out Beth if you're if you're listening. But shout she was Beth. like tattooed and really stylish and like obviously talented. And like I was like, okay, I'll do a SpongeBob, and I did it. It wasn't great, but it wasn't bad. Yeah, he, was like, he was like, I can work with that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They were like, okay, you know how to draw. Like, you have good hand-eye coordination. We can teach you how to use this tool. And so Dude, that's what I did. Yeah. You That that sparks a specific memory of a mall I grew up at, Oak Hollow and High Point, and seeing the airbrush stations. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. I can't believe that was a thing. Yeah, it was. It's a big <laughs> thing. Like, it you, still is to some folks. Yeah. Not, yeah. You're probably right. I've yeah. not seen it in a while, but I'm sure it's still great yeah you know, still massive and what a crazy job to have oh so my god just give us some of the highlights oh and my things god. you had this some of the things you really remember having you know i can't even <laughs> there's a story i'll have to tell you like not while recording because i just don't think it's inappropriate okay, but fair. um <laughs> there were lots of like oh gosh so we did like t-shirts license plates like shoes like what if you brought it to us we would do it yeah, um, and you had to give them a little piece of paper and they wrote out what they wanted and you charged by the word or whatever and i made commission um <laughs> and so sometimes there would be nothing and so you made zero dollars and zero oh, cents God, yeah. and then you would get i don't know like lots of like tip my baby daddy um <laughs> Lots of sports, like when the Steelers went to the Super Bowl and that song Black and Yellow was out. Oh, oh my god, god, yeah. Oh my god, I did so many black and yellow fucking <laughs> shirts and I was so. I think we even like ran out of yellow ink at one point. I was so over it. He's like, I can't. <laughs> we don't have the ink for it. I don't know. There, there was some really. There were some characters that came through that. And it's also really loud. You're in a public place. Like, you're in the middle you're, of this fucking mall. Yeah. And you have this huge, like, I don't know the size of an air compressor, but, like, the average one is, like, I think it's, like, 10 pounds. And this thing is, like, almost as tall as me. It's loud. And so, and you're working. And then all of a sudden, you'll have somebody come up behind you and be like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. And I'm just like, 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 like chill. Like, there's a, there's a little velvet rope around me that's my only form of protection from small walkers. So it's like, bruh, I learned a lot, though. Um, I had really great teachers. Uh, some of the guys who worked there taught me a lot. And that's actually how I got into lettering. Because airbrush is a very specific set of alphabets and letterings that you have to learn how to do. Oh, my God. Yeah. So that actually gave you a new skill. It led into a whole bunch of other stuff. Yeah. That's amazing. Because I had to learn that. Yeah. Yeah. And on the side, you were still working for like nonprofit stuff and doing yeah. side stuff too. So yep. So as far so gosh, you're still doing that. And then nonprofit stuff, you're getting paid from that outside of work. Mm-hmm. Um, so what kind of things are you doing for nonprofit? Like what kind of illustrations? T-shirt designs. Um, I worked for this company or this organization called Draw Change, and okay. they mostly like bring like art supplies to kids in need and in different parts of the world. Um, wow. I did when I say I guess it wasn't always nonprofit. It was usually like at that point in my career because I just I you know it was either right before graduating or right after graduating. I was playing that Oregon Trail exposure game of, mm. of like, you know, I just was trying to get out there. I was trying to get experience, which I don't think at that age was necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. Because I think it t- teaches you how to talk to clients, what to not put up with, what to put up with, you know. And so I, I feel like I learned a lot just from making some mistakes and, and doing stuff for 
quote unquote exposure. <laughs> yeah, you know, look, everyone has to go through that. I mean, yeah, I don't see how you get to where I don't see you, you be an artist and don't go through the exposure thing. I totally agree with you. Yeah, like, I mean, you have I, to work for nothing. Sometimes. Yes, absolutely, <laughs> and also the same goes with your regular job and your career. Sometimes you got to do some shit that is outside of your job description. Yeah, just, just like do it. <laughs> but that's I feel like that's how you propel yourself forward, though, if you yeah. want to move forward. You absolutely. Know? I mean, I, a lot of kids now I think are just kind of entitled you know in a way i don't know what that's to call like the it, most but... popular word for it. here's i think i think we say entitled because they are they push back a lot more than we did right yeah this is you know, like i worked for 725 an hour for many years without a raise there and (laughs) yeah and i'm here for that i'm here for people to push back against that because it you know it it wasn't fair in a lot of ways um but i am also of the mindset of just kind of like uh, there's a lot of like it's not in my job description so i'm not doing it but i still want to raise yeah and i'm like that's that's just to me that's just not how that works like (laughs) like i had to hustle a lot and i think with any creative career specifically with creative careers you get out what you put in facts if you do not put it in you're not going to get anything out of it never and whether that's gratification pay whatever yeah, yeah. you're not going to get anything out of it you're 110 correct and yeah. like that sometimes you got to take the jobs just for for, for the for, for the i don't know for yourself and your self-growth you but know everything leads but, to things yeah it does it is full it comes full circle i've done, i remember doing work for clients who didn't have a budget come back around maybe a year or two later hit me up like hey what's up I got a budget. exactly yeah i remember you doing that for me you know let's, let's, let's get it going i'm like perfect are those fun clients to work with usually yeah usually they're great yeah yeah usually very easy to work with it's mm-hmm. like hey like you did like the same thing thing you did last time just do it out for money mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> you know? you're like sweet yeah this, <laughs> I is, totally like, this is great you know because i'm i don't know there's more life than money but i do understand needing to feed yourself so yeah. find that balance where you find it yeah but you're right whatever you put in you're going to get out mm-hmm. so yeah. So okay, cool. So you're doing all that in airbrushing uh-huh. and you're working at <laughs> <laughs> So what was the next big I guess jump in your career wise? Like when you did um, you I, I can't do get to the paintings. You doing murals and stuff like that. Uh, I mean that's later in the so, line. So Illustrated Classics version, um, Airbrush, American Eagle quit American Eagle eventually. I was still working like overnight for them a couple. I would do like their set their overnight. Sets and, yeah. Oh, you did the set stuff in the stores? Yeah. It was <laughs> I mean, I would make like bullshit money, but I would just put on some music and like just, fold jeans for eight hours. Like it was whatever. Dude, the Honestly, the management there was really cool too. They they were they it was it was a nice place to whatever. Yeah. So true. True. So after and then airbrushing and then one of the airbrush kiosk actually closed. I had no idea. There's no notice. It literally like just. One, that's an after podcast story too. Okay, cool. Um, and cool. then I got a job at Lady and Sons, Paula Dean's restaurant, oh. um, because one of the guys I airbrushed with, Will, who was super talented, um, he was working there, and he got me in to there as a host, which was great because I restaurant and restaurant work in Savannah, service industry work in Savannah is is really lucrative. Like right, you can say. make good money, but I didn't have any experience. I had a lot of customer service experience, but I didn't have any serving experience and they are not going to hire you if you don't have experience. Oh, really? No, almost. Yeah. I mean, almost no restaurant will they, hire you. Or, I mean, don't want to babysit you. No, like yeah. you have to start and work your way up. Yeah. And so I was a host there for a while. That was 
terrible. Um, <laughs> the clientele lady and sons is probably hilarious. I witnessed some of the most disgusting human be- beings do the, some of the most disgusting things. And, like, no offense to, like, that family or whatever, but, like, or anybody who loves Paula Deen, like, it's not about that. Yeah. It was just gross. Just literally <laughs> nasty. Um, and then while I was working there, I'd actually, and also, like, in the meantime, right after college, I had carpal tunnel surgery on on both my hands no way yeah um because i was still on my parents insurance and so i was like i want to get this taken care of asap yes um so i had surgery just to help with that and then i actually started working in a wood shop for a minute um for another artist i had a buddy who did some finishing work for her and she needed another spot and so i I came on and it was, um, she made like reclaimed wood art and I would just sand and paint and, and stain and, and refinish yeah. stuff. And so that was cool. I learned a lot there too. That's insane. Um, and then I also, so I was doing wood shop and lady and sons. And then I think I was also working at scribble at that time. What is scribble? Scribble art studio. It's a kid's studio here in Savannah. Oh, that's cool. So, okay. um, I taught calligraphy. I started off by teaching calligraphy there because of the lettering skills that I had learned. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Um, And then ended up getting my job at Green Truck. Burgers. Yeah. Burger place. Yeah, really good. As a host and quit Lady and Sons. I was a really big fuck you and I walked out of there honestly. Okay. That place was terrible. and got my job at Green Truck, which I loved. I worked at Green Truck for eight years. I, think you, I remember you telling me that when yeah, I first got here. Really, yeah. really great place to work. The The staff was awesome. The owners are great. I still think that they're great. Um, and that was honestly working there was probably one of the biggest and best networking decisions I ever could have made. Dude. I used to carry my business cards and, and my Just... apron. And like... Yeah, and people are like, well, what do you do? What do you really do? That was my favorite thing as a waitress or a bartender. What do you really do? I like do? that question. Yeah. Oh, I can start asking that myself. I, mm, nope. I'm on the fence about that. Yeah. What? Because some people that might be their their career. Yeah, there are true. career server, servers uh, out there. We can word that differently. Yeah, yeah. you're right. You're I had right. a 401k. You yeah. know, I had a full time job. Like I made I made better money at that time than a lot of like careers did. I made there were people that I worked with that were nurses that were professors oh. um, and they would often leave and come back because of it was, it was lucrative. It was, it was good. good. And yeah. it was fun. And also when you clock out, you get a clock out. You don't have to don't carry any that of that work you. home with you. Yes. So, and to me, I think smelling like burgers is worth it. <laughs> to to get to do are that. Good, though. Those burgers are fire. Yeah. Green truck pub is what's up. I still eat there all the time. It's great. Dude, shout out to Green Truck. Yeah. That's lit. Okay, mm-hmm. so you're doing that, hitting up business cards, you can get some cool connections doing yep. that. There's some cool little random jobs, yep. I'm sure. That's really mm-hmm. dope. And just mostly illustration work or yep. just illustration, graphic design. I was doing summer camps at Scribble and, yeah. and teaching private lessons at Scribble for a long time. Golly. Um, yeah, it was kind of like one thing just kind of led to the other yeah. kind of thing, though. Kinda, like, I feel like you're always juggling, though. Yeah. <laughs> I've never, there's very few instances in my life that I can remember that I was working like less than three jobs at a time. 
God, that's nuts. Mm-hmm. Your schedule is okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll mm-hmm. get to that. I want to see how you balance yourself, but we'll get to that near the end because <laughs> that's is very <laughs> impressive, my friend. Ugh. Um, so yeah, so you did dabble in graphic design then. Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I did a lot of stuff for music festivals for a minute in Dope. Savannah. I did okay. like there's like the A Town Get Down Music Festival here at the Charles Morris Center for many years. Um, okay. so I did their posters and their billboards and and Love stuff like that. that. Um. Yeah, I dabbled. I dabbled yeah. around. I can't even remember, like, that was probably one of the biggest ones I did, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's freaking badass. Yeah. When did you find yourself doing stuff for more, like, Savannah Map stuff, the mural stuff? Oh, like, yeah. Like, when did you get into that? Because, obviously, I went to your three-year anniversary. Was it three-year anniversary? Yeah. Last year? Uh-huh. Yeah, Scott, Scott put together with Emily. Beautiful. I actually stayed at the Airbnb last week. Oh, the mural. Oh, yeah. yeah. That wasn't a three-year... That was just my artist talk. Like, that was just, like, the reception for that mural. That that mural took me about six months to do. Okay. So, you know, probably 200 square feet. And mural painting kind of just fell fell into me. Like, like it was really more of just people just came to me as, like... Because I did lettering, and so I actually helped Super Bloom paint their sidewalk and their coffee counter. Dope, yeah. Um, I did, like, the lettering on their maker wall. Um, and then Tara Garrigan came to me when the in-market arena murals were, were coming out, and she came to me and was putting a team together to work on that. And so oh. um, that, was, that was the first super big project i had done but i was with the team and we worked super well together it was like 300 it was like 300 feet long i don't remember exactly That's insane it was all together the the in market marina in market arena murals are one or like the biggest mural in georgia i think <sighs> i could be wrong um because they're all connected yeah and they got a bunch of local artists um That's insane. so we did savannah land and it was like a candy land board game but like oh, Savannah. But Savannah. Mm-hmm. That's dope. So you it was really cool. Board game. Yeah. See, humble. <laughs> I love it though. That's that's freaking dope. It was really cool. It was a lot of lot, little bit of red tape and stuff from the city in to get through that. But I was really really proud to be a part of that project. That was really cool. Persevered. That's freaking cool. What, what, yeah. What year was that? You think? Do you remember? Um, year before last. Okay, so, so this is good. we get into more recent stuff. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Or maybe it was three years ago actually, because we got work stopped for a long time because of the. Um, contaminated soil there we couldn't actually start painting we oh. were like we were like over a year behind schedule so it actually might have been a little while ago yeah 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 mm-hmm. that makes sense did your illustration style kind of like pour into your painting style absolutely okay yeah I think um oh, it's so weird so I just oh, I love I love so many different things I don't know yeah, <laughs> like, yeah I'm trying, like Follow along. I, it's so hard because I've always been a bundle full of contradictions. <laughs> and so, like, I feel like a lot, you know, if you know me in real life, I wear a lot of muted tones. I wear a lot of black. I prefer working in, in black and gray in my sketchbooks and stuff like that. Yeah. But when I screen print, I love mixing colors. When I'm printmaking, I love mixing colors. Yeah. I love color theory. The science behind color theory is really cool to me. Yeah. Um, like the psychology and just the, the mixing of it is so much fun. So I think that that's really what plays into like my illustration style and my painting style kind of coming out. Because yeah. I think if you knew me as a person and then you saw these huge, like really colorful things that I make, that's, it seems to clash a little bit, sense. but <laughs> yeah. But it's really fun and cool for me, and like, 
I don't know, my, and the, the lady I screamed for, for Laura, she's great, for, she owns Forrest and Finn. Um, she was like, you know, for somebody who wears black all the time, you have a great eye for color. And I'm like... Truth. <laughs> Literally, if I met you right now, I could not... If you show me your work, I, it won't make any sense to me at all. Yeah. Which is, I think that's freaking dope. I feel like that's the way it goes, though. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. there's Think about how many artists out there that you're like... <laughs> It's like what? It just doesn't. You it doesn't know what correlate I mean? at all. You know, like what I'm think saying? of all of our artist friends. Like actually, literally all of them. Yeah. If you were to see them on the street and meet them for the first time, or even the second or third time, and then you hadn't seen any of their work yet, and then you saw it, you'd be like, "Whoa!" Yeah. Almost every time. But this is super dope. But that's what art is, man. It's all about your subconscious and like yes, that internal reality that's it's, outside it's of a us. Beautiful world we live in. Yeah. And get to be a part of community-wise, you know what I'm saying? It's yeah, awesome. I feel like we got to hold on to it, too, these days. <sighs> yes, you do. Near and death, I did this show. I yeah. literally did this show to archive. Like that's, I think that's really cool. This, that's, you know? a, that's a really good point, because with AI and everything coming out... Dude, I know. I used to be obsessed. One of the thesis papers I wrote in college was about Guy Debord and Society of the Spectacle, yeah. which if you're not familiar with I'm them... I'm not, actually... Um, they were like kind of catty corner to the Dada movement and the situationist, but essentially it was all about our reality becoming like obsolete. So essentially these fake things are going to become more important than the real things. Yeah. And we're watching that happen in real time. Literally. I mean, all the AI images that are happening now are just like, sometimes you can't even tell. Like, Ugh. It's kind of terrifying. I, I always ask my artist friends. I was, I was actually going to ask you this before we, we we left today. Of like, what are your? Do you have any like? Are you scared at all for like the future so of you? Heavy. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you being I, no, my, yeah, but I, see, I, I think people still want to hire people. I think that there is something unique about being human. Yeah, and yeah. humans as individuals are already unique. And I think that the uncanny valley will never swallow that up. I agree. I I just don't think that there's a replacement for it. I think AI could be a really good tool. I think that there's lots of opportunity there for good and for evil. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I don't, you know, they're already ripping off artists and and everything like that, which is shitty. But, you know, I think, I think that's another reason just to go back to that tangible way of working. Just like what you're doing right now, even just sitting down and actually and having conversations with talking. people. Talking, mm-hmm. I feel like that's almost becoming a dying art. Absolutely. As well, like I mean, this podcast popping up in all the time, which I love. You mm-hmm. know, but like I feel like people just aren't even just outside of that, just having conversations. Well, because we're on our phones, and like I think a lot of the younger generation too, and like going back to like those entitled kids, like. Yeah. Maybe it's because they never had to experience reality. Yeah. Maybe it's because they're only used to communicating via text. I mean, they're born with an iPad. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, literally yeah. every kid is like the parents is giving an iPad. Oh, shut up. Ugh, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's wild. It's insane. Like, you mentioned going outside, running around as a kid. Yeah. I mean, you don't really see that much. No. Which is kind of sad. It's kind of, it's really sad. Yeah. Like, it's really sad. These parks, I, I feel like I go to Forsyth every night. I'm at Forsyth hanging out. You see some kids running around Forsyth, but like, Oh, no, I feel like it'd be a lot different years ago, you know? Yeah. I mean, I have some friends who have kids, and I think that some of them are doing are doing it right. Yeah. Like, they're letting their kid get dirty. They're letting it, you know, they don't give them cell phones until they're driving. And, and, yeah. you know, and, I, and I'm so here for that. Like, I understand the need for some of this technology, especially in our school systems now, because it is making some things a lot more accessible. Mm-hmm. But 
yeah, it's just it's sad that I think we're gonna we're gonna lose a lot of that. Yeah. Moving forward, I think we're gonna lose this. Yeah, you're right. Not me. I don't yeah. keep it alive. Yeah, <laughs> no, and, and person. I'm here for that. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And yep. knowing how to talk to people, I think, is important. Yeah, it's like I said, it's, it's still a skill now. It's mm. still for me. It, it feels like it's a skill. You know, what I'm saying absolutely. You know, I reckon they was like, that's just what you did. Especially but, as a creator, you have to be able to network. Yeah, you have to, and yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. And do your best not to piss anybody off because the moment they start talking shit about you, you're done. Especially here. Oh my God, yeah, Savannah. This one, my friends asked me how, as an artist, like you cannot burn bridges here. No, if you do. Everyone's mm-hmm. gonna find out about it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And it will uh, follow you yeah. because Savannah, because so many people have ties to Savannah, I think, yeah. in the creative community. Um, it's that same way in like service industry, though, too, because like I, said, I worked in food and bed forever. You fuck up at one restaurant, everybody oh, no. knows about it. You're not getting hired. Well, they'd hire you, but with the expectation of you're probably going to do that again. Yeah. So. <laughs> we need your help right now. Yeah. But like, oh, we could really use it. So. Yeah. Yeah. But so, yeah, you can't burn bridges, but you know. Golly. Uh, going to the technology thing, because I'm very curious. Are you still, do you use like Procreate mm-hmm. or any type of programs to, okay, awesome. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I think Procreate's a wonderful program. I think it makes things like Photoshop slightly obsolete i do think that there's still a need for those things though because I, I work in all of i work with all of them um they just all have different applications but i do notice and you'll notice things in print now that you can tell that there's somebody trying to use procreate, procreate. and they're printing things yeah. and they have not a nary a clue about their dpi and stuff like that and i'm like please 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 <laughs> Please. And I've worked with illustrators that I and I'm like, can I just show you how to do that? <laughs> we can make it better. We, we can make it we better make together. It yeah. <laughs> Which I like teaching a lot. I mean, it's fun. Yeah. So. Yeah. Hey, interesting. What do you, as far as personal work, do you have time for personal work? Yeah. I feel like you're still juggling. You're still doing Nomad, Riverside, or just Nomad? Both. I do both. You do both. I yeah. Do both. Yeah. I manage both shops. And then I also do some, I do some landscaping on yeah. the side too. What? <laughs> yeah. You said, yo, listen, like, literally professional peddler literally makes sense A peddler. Well, I like to be outside, and they asked me, and it was only, it's only two properties downtown, and I'm like, yeah, whatever, I just have to, you know. Um, It's only two properties downtown. My personal work is, is honestly, those, is the collage work that I do. It's beautiful, Um, I love it. Thank you. I think there's something really, um, it's kind of like printmaking, where you get what you get kind of thing, and I just sit down, I only use, like, reclaimed magazines. I've literally had the same stack of magazines in my studio for Love. like five to six years at this point that I need to honestly like get some other ones. Probably all cut They're up so and cut stuff. up and, and gnarly. But I actually have like a, a tray that has all these little, it's like a toolbox and I keep, I'm like, these are my green things. These are my flame things. So like if I find something it doesn't work for that, I still save it. Yeah. I'm like a little crow in so many ways. I, I yeah, I love finding objects. I love finding things and like, and I'll keep it and I'll hold on to it. I'm like, I'll use it for something. And eventually I do. You do use it. But I'm not, my house does not look that crazy though. I'm not like a hoarder or anything. But oh, yeah. Thank goodness for that. Yeah. But the collage work I think is just, it's so satisfying. And also when you feel like if you're in a rut and like, I don't know, sometimes it's hard to just get into your drawing mode. It's hard to get into that painting mode. It's hard to get into that color mixing mode and to wrapping your head around some things. Yeah. Yeah. And with collaging, you don't have to really wrap your head around it. It wraps around you. So it, like, kind of comes to you naturally. Like, you just kind of are playing. 
And I actually, I love, I, I love how I fell into collage. I was in an illustration class. I was in my editorial illustration class. I had this great professor, Doug Chaka. He's a great illustrator. He's really cool. Um, great professor in my opinion. He was a hard ass, but he was, he was really good. Um, and he, I came to him with an illustration and he was like, it's good, but I want you to cut it up and put it back together. Ooh. And I was devastated. I was like, what? <laughs> what do you mean? And I did, and I was like, oh my God, you're so right. And it just completely changed the way I was looking at things. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then ever, like, and I think like from then on, I was like, oh yeah, I wanna, I wanna cut pieces of paper and glue them together. Yeah. <laughs> and I did a lot of collage in, in um, college too. So that and like cool. cooking, I like to cook a lot. And I feel like that's a really creative outlet. And oh, for sure. That's what I'm trying to conquer that right now. Working on that, the house and everything. Because then I can, I have a house. So like if I want to paint some flowers on my wall, I can. That's and like nobody's going to get mad at me about it. Yeah, yeah. So. Have you been asked to paint a lot of houses? Or like a lot of like insides of rooms and stuff? Not yet. I have some things up my sleeve for this year that I'm really excited about for some friends. Um that are also doing great things for the eco agriculture um, community here Love. and permaculture community here. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm super excited to do the inside of um, their house. And then I'm hoping so. I'm hoping just kind of the more I get to do murals and do larger scale things, because now I've kind of like caught a bug and I've started to really learn a lot. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping the m I'll just keep getting more to kind of come to me. Um, and yeah. if not, then I'll just keep doing things. Yeah, keep and doing just, this, and this. And here's the thing, like somebody, it just, it happens naturally. Like, I think you just keep working and somebody will come up to you and be like, Hey, I have this crazy idea. And I'm like, let's go. Like, let's do it. Yeah. So okay. I, th I think I'll end up doing a couple more murals in Savannah before taking off. I hope so. I want yeah. to see more. Like I said, I love the point the piece you did well, in that house. A big degree of it is honestly the bureaucracy behind okay. murals. Oh, I see. There's a ton of red tape when it comes to public art in Savannah. And Gosh, it's yeah. so sad. It's historical. It, well, it's it's the historical part of it. Um, it's the MPC part of it, like Metro, Metropolitan Planning Committee. It's City Council. It's And there's a lot of great players in Savannah who are really working hard to make those things happen and make them easier to happen. But it's insane to me having SCAD here, having a like a really like plethora of, of creative people here, and we have like next to no public art. Mm. If you think about it, I'm trying to think about yeah, yeah. I think because most right. of it's on private on private property yeah, that just happens right. to be seen, and like they kind of get to go through loopholes of getting away with not having the the city to approve it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. I kind of hate that. So now a lot of people are gonna just start doing it and asking for permission, and I think if enough people. And hopefully everybody in Savannah hears me on this. Does it? Just do it. Yeah. Just do it. They like, can't find all of us. I mean, they can. They can, but. <laughs> but there's a lot of work on their end. Yeah, I just don't. I just don't see what's any. I mean, I'm. I'm. I'm here to like don't do heinous stuff. You know, don't do yeah, racist something. or bigot or like you know don't don't do stupid stuff. But yeah. Do something. Make the city pop. Make it something beautiful. I love going to a city, especially a new city, and just seeing like a bunch of mural and art mm -hmm. and sidewalk art and there's art everywhere. I think it makes it pop. It has so much character. Absolutely. And I think public art makes art accessible and mm -hmm. makes it rep representations important. 
if you don't see art around you and the community that you're living in, if you don't see artists working in your community, you're not going to think it's possible to be mm -hmm. an artist. You're right. You're and right. so, you know, especially in a place like Georgia, like, come on, man. Yeah, it's freaking... It's... <laughs> Georgia, dude. Also, if you look at like some of the really low income neighborhoods and places in Savannah, even I'm like, if you were to go in there with some public art, man, it would make it would change everything. I think it would. I think it would be a trickle down. Yeah. Like I think it would, in like a true sense of the word, not what everybody talks about these days. An actual, yeah, natural trickle down. It's probably a lot of kids to get into that, mm -hmm. and I don't see that they can change there. Yeah. No matter what kind of situation they're in, they can make it pop. You know. With Absolutely. A little, little paint. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's dope. Well, I'm hoping for the future of that in the city. Thanks. Me and I'm too. I'm happy that we had this conversation. Yeah. Yes, but no, this is no curveball. This is it. <laughs> yeah, you do, you, do, you do a lot of things. So if I if I hone in on everything, we'd be oh here for God, three, four hours. You know what I'm saying? But I want people just to know who you are. Thanks. See they work for themselves. Hire you out if they need to. I appreciate that. And just I'm a big fan. So I would love to do more projects and just come come at me. So you're for hire. Yeah. You're for hire. Any kind of project. Very right? employable. Graphic I mean, design, illustrating, mural, wall is all of it. Please yeah. hit Caroline up. Not photography. I'm a terrible photographer. I'm gonna leave that to you and that. Mackenzie. Yo, just leave that to Mackenzie, my God. She's helping me out a lot right now. <laughs> I am world's worst photographer. It's funny, like my parents. People give me a, will give me a camera like, oh well, you're you're an artist here, just take, take, some take them photos. And they're like, and then they get it, and they're like, what? Right. And I'm like, I did, I'm not a photographer. I'm not a photographer. I can't wrap Christmas gifts. I'm, I'm awful. Terrible. I get out of this guy. I guess you give her a gift to wrap the other day. Actually, yeah. my friend, I was like, hey, gift bags, man, gift bags. Yes, tissue paper. <laughs> like, let's go. <laughs> Cards. Yeah. But no, please hit Kylan up. Um, thank you for having a conversation thank with me. Thank you for having me. It's yes. been so much fun. The first one of 2024. Oh, I'm going to read that last question, and then we can get out of here. Okay, last one. Um, oh, when you think about your adventures in your childhood, what mm. memory comes to mind? We kind, of, we, kind of, we kind of talked on this a little bit already. Yeah. Because I remember as a... Yeah, you go first. Go, yeah, my bad. I kind of just sometimes talking. Um, I remember as a kid, my neighborhood kids were skateboarding in uh -huh. the woods because my mom was like... They were skateboarding in the woods? No, in the woods. Well, that's comma. <laughs> we're, we're skateboarding, like... we're going to the woods, comma. Um, playing kickball in the street, that's basketball. Cool. Like, And it sucks because I don't talk really to any of them anymore. Mm -hmm. But um, that will always have a very special place in my heart, just being outside with, with all those homies. Oh, yeah. all, we all dispersed after, after high school. But... Um, Man, I love it. I actually have an old um, VHS, like, you know, like an old, like, handy cam thing with a, it has the tapes. Mm -hmm. And I rewatched some of them. You know, oh, back that's my mom's so house. special. And I used, my mom got me that when I was, like, in that middle school. Oh. That's my introduction to photography. It was honestly through my mom would get me that, the handy cam. Oh, wow. That's so cool. Yeah. But I have videos of, like, us skateboarding and Sick. playing kickball and all that stuff. And I'll never forget those full day activities. You know what I'm saying? I love that. So that's probably yeah. my biggest memory. And I met a bunch of my lifelong friends. In, in that, at that age so. yeah I feel like I can like smell the day I don't know you know yeah, that no, you can, where though. it's like just pavement and sweat and like yes. you're so tired when you get home yep and like <laughs> you've been out all day starving your mom's like if you do not take your shoes off I swear yes come in here <laughs> bathe clean your hands please yeah yeah this is different lifestyle I totally understand yeah, yeah. what about you ah <sighs> For some reason, like my my granny's house comes to mind. Oh, um, yes. My 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 
dad's mom specifically my granny lies like she lived in southwest virginia um where i have a lot of family and i love it i love it up there that's where i actually want to end up moving once i'm out of savannah hopefully yeah um and granny just i don't know she had a house that always had like 10 stray cats outside and if you're a kid you just love kittens so Mm -hmm. there's just constant kittens and you got to just do pretty much whatever you wanted to do (laughs) when you were with granny over the summer yeah so i just i don't know there's just like there's like some sort of memory within that of like walking on her her she had like a like a cinder block wall against her driveway in between her goat and the cow pasture that was next door to her. And I I feel like just the memories I have spending time with her and my sisters and my cousins and, and everything at her house, probably. Yeah. The most special childhood memories I have. That's dope. Yeah. Granny's house is always special. Yeah. My granny was a character. Yeah. She's, she's really cool. I can only imagine. <laughs> My cousins call me Little Lies sometimes no. because she was a worker. She was one of the first women who like worked in the mines and stuff in that oh, county. Wow. She's one of three women in Carroll County. Yeah, that's freaking cool. Yeah, I got pictures of her like coming out with her lunch pail and her helmet on and her <laughs> bibs and yeah. Shout out to that. Yeah, that's so, really cool. Like, yeah, okay, pretty dope. I like that. It's a good memory <laughs> to have. Hold on to that forever. Yeah. Um, but yo, thank you again. Thanks Savannah for is so me. lucky. It's been to... really fun. Yes, Savannah's lucky to have you. I'm lucky I've met you. You and me got to kind of work together a little bit. Same. I know yes. we need to actually like collab beyond this too. I think it'd be yeah, fun. that'd be great. Great. I'm here. I'm not going anywhere. Let's do it. Um, but yes, if you have any questions, please hit Caroline up. Like I said, I can't ask Caroline everything. There's too much. <laughs> so much. But if any questions or you want to hire Caroline, we send that email. We're gonna put all the social medias in the description. And we're out of here. All right. Later, guys. Bye. The Free Pizza Podcast. We are on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud. Just go on the Google App Store. Go on everywhere. Check us out on Instagram, Facebook, MySpace, Live Journal, Twitter. We tweet. We'll do smoke sniggles. Whatever y'all need. Thank y'all so much. Have a good night.